0: To show digs into the tech,
1: the trends, and digital transformations that are happening and will change how we live, work, and engage as people and as businesses.
2: Hi, welcome to Futurology Show right here on Cliff Central. We recently attended the Singularity U Summit in Johannesburg and had the privilege of interviewing many amazing people with a view of the future around things like disruption and exponential technology. While we prepare the episodes from Singularity U, here's an episode from our Vault of Awesome for you to enjoy. We spent time with Mr. Brett Loebscher of WeChat discussing the book Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari. Enjoy! This is CliffCentral.com
1: Welcome to Futurology everybody, my name's Brett Sinclair um, Yes, the African Digital Disruptor and Squirrel Rocker is back We're really excited today um, uh, uh, One of our guests today is an absolute superstar He's been on our show a number of times But before I get to him I wanted to say hello to my dear friend Brett Hey Brett How are you doing Brett? Oh, I can't complain Brett I think this is a good time to introduce Brett, Brett Yes, hey Brett
2: Hey Brett Mr. Brett Lopes. So. Brett's Brits, three Brits. Brits. Yeah, it sounds like a joke. Sounds three, ridiculous. Three breaths in a sound room.
0: Yeah, three, three brats walk into a sound room.
1: <laughs> I was going to say like a bar, yeah. and we all go, ow. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't want to hear a part of this joke anymore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm immediately That's not terrible. liking this. <laughs> this got really old really fast. Well, at least Mike's but, got his top on, because Mike is not here today. No, and we, we had a, a show recently where it was just Mike and I. And I must say, it was very focused... So, just the was, two of you
1: spoke to each other, so
2: you were no, just no. having a meeting. No, and
1: we you threw some mics in
2: no we had uh, just one mic. we had the guys talking <laughs> about the the the, the physical reboot oh, yes, and uh yeah, it was great, I mean it was. So that was an ABSA store, huh? Hey? Yes, it how was. How freaking cool is that? And four and a half hours, they flipped an entire store using Agile, the Agile methodologies, within a physical space. And everybody's like, how on earth did you do that? And did you see the amount of games that they had there? They had a bunch of Fuse foosball balls. tables. And, oh, wow. I mean, very cool. You can take so a was. selfie in the bank because the bank is cool enough to take selfies in. Uh, but And then you get arrested as you walk out, right? Why? Because you took a photo in the bank. Exactly. <laughs> 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 you guys got to get over that kind of stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's so lame.
1: Um, so I'm really excited okay. today, right? We're yeah. going to talk about... Um, us. Us. Yes. Bretts or just humans? Just humans. Sapiens. Uh, sapiens. sapiens. So oh. topic denier is a future of sapiens. Um, we got Brett in because he's, you know, that kind of guy. He's absolutely passionate you about humans. You because you're a sapien. You're a sapien. Uh,
0: well, I know, what he's trying to say subtly is that I'm a nerd. The, exactly. I, I knew it. I knew, <laughs> I knew it was going to come out.
1: <laughs> It is. It, it always is. Mm-hmm. And you know what I said He's actually, he's got an implant, but he's not willing to tell us
0: where. I do not have an implant And even if I did have I would most certainly not tell you where (laughs) Well At this point I need to ask the guest if he'd like to reboot There's only one No, there's only one reason I don't actually have an implant It's because I can't afford one at this point But I'm working my way toward it I'm first in line
1: So John Thomas isn't an implant
0: (laughs) No, no, that's a family friend
1: How do you know him? Not that familiar with him (laughs) <laughs> I'll assume, I will
0: see I would assume not
1: <laughs> Anyway, so that's a good start I'm really impressed guys Should
2: we do a safety start? Just to be safe Should we do a safety start? Yeah. Nah
0: Nah, okay Thank God I thought for a second You said the safety dance uh, I can't who, remember the words that was who, can in the 80s. who can dance? Who can dance? If you want to That's really the safety Okay, now we should
2: do okay. a safety start <laughs> 100% agree <laughs> Okay, well that was three minutes of uh, your life That you're never going to get back But thank you for listening to the Futurology show <laughs> If uh you are listening, there are other shows that you can listen to. Uh, yeah. If the first three minutes of this one hasn't grabbed your attention yet, just give us some time because it is going to go somewhere. We are talking Future of Sapiens with Mr. Brett Lopesher. Um But, yeah, the podcasts are alive and well. They're all still online. So if you want to go check them on iTunes, uh, subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. And you can tweet us. Oh, he's going to say it. Say it. Say @futurology it. Futurology show. Ah, and whatever hashtag you feel grabs your attention. Once you've got uh, with, with the characters you have left after you said at futurology, futurology show. Yeah. So that usually ends up just being a thumbs up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yay!
1: We got criticised by Brett Comal saying, "Guys, you take the more virtual space comedian. in actually typing the hashtag the futurology show." Yeah. Sorry, you should
2: have been cool, like all those tech
0: companies that just like take all the vowels out.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I, I think we should do something like Futurology Show.
0: Isn't but I thought Twitter was working on this. I think they're going to stop counting the at handle as part of the character level. Did
2: you hear what he just said? Did you hear what Mr. Brett Loeb just said? He said at handle. <gasps> My man, high five! What's it's, an at handle, Brett mm. Sinclair? So you do you say at handle Futurology Show, or do you say at it, it is an at handle? Correct. correct?
0: I have no idea, and I can't believe I've taken sides this early on in the podcast. So, even yeah, we just I, I just high fived. No, I know. I
1: go back a few podcasts. I just, we just want just- to know what he does. Did do you do anything to do a chat
2: or social at all in this business? I do. Yeah, <laughs> I've uh, dabbled. Dabbled. Apparently, you can't call it a hashtag, and you can't say at handle, and you can't at handle. It can't ads. say on the line. I mean, come on, guys, where are we at? I'm, are you going to take like this photo and put it on <laughs> the line? This is going and- to be forever. This is, this is <laughs> never going to go away. It's never going to go away. Kay. Anyway, inside hashtag. Jokes.
1: What Mike said. Oh, Mike? He's
2: not here. Nah.
0: Future fun. of sapiens. Future of sapiens.
2: I think we need to go back to go forward, though. Mm. I mean, in, in this story, anyway. I mean, mm. we've gone from sapiens and... I'm just going to jump into this, but sapiens in caves. Yes. Being able to tell stories.
0: Mm.
2: Is that where they got the,
1: the, the drawings from, right?
2: Oh, that's where emojis come from, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Like
1: in Rone Hill, uh, Lone Hill. Roan Hill? <laughs> Roan Hill. Just next to the Virgin Gym. There's a bunch of paintings there.
2: Yes, apparently. We That's don't know how old they are, really.
1: Uh, it's probably a bunch it's of kids. It's still a story. Yeah, it's pretty cool, though.
2: So um, you
1: are passionate about Sapiens, right? The book. And yes. I can never ever say the author's name.
0: Uh, Noah Yuval Harari.
1: What a flippin' legend. I watched one of his TED shows mm. the other day. Uh, it inspired me to um, get the audio It's fantastic. So, uh, I'm on Chapter 4, and I'm just blown away.
0: Mm, I've been pushing everyone in my team to read this book. I think it's, for, for me personally anyway, probably the most important book I've read in the last 10 years.
1: Okay, so give us some details. I know it's all about stories so far. It's about how we differentiate from, from all the other homos. That does sound kind of bad. Ho- hominids. Hominids. That's, yeah, that's the word fair. I want. You see, you are a nerd, Brett. <laughs> I, I admit. <laughs> I knew I was going to learn words today. I was so excited. <laughs> so all the other hominids. Big word for Makes me. Makes it better. Makes it better. Oh, that little nid at the end. Nid. Um, but also, it should be an honor, right? Like everyone goes, homos, that's a bad thing. But actually, that's human, right?
0: Yeah. The, the well, the term homo is human. That's the sapien. Thing, I think is. a lot of people don't – well, it, it, it was something that was highlighted to me in this book that um, the groups of hominids were actually in competition, um, oh yes, that's right. In, in the way that, other species... because it's not have. an actual evolution, right? Right. They're so, running in parallel. Yeah. So we, you know, you know we talk about uh, Homo erectus and um, um, Homo sapiens, which is <laughs> us, the so one, the, that, That's the, me again. the species that won out.
1: You know what you just said? like
0: um, so penetration. I, I but then also, what was the penetration of the Homo erectus? But then also the Neanderthals. I'm completely going to ignore. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think so. You and I can have a conversation. No, we're not going to get as anywhere. long as there's
0: two out of three
1: Brits paying attention. We yeah, should be okay. I thought you'd just been on media training. You should be able to handle this. You can't just ignore me.
0: It's not supposed to waterboard the guest. <laughs> so um, the, the, we won we out over the other hominids because of what we were able to do. And the core of it is really what you were referring to now, which is our ability to um, use stories to mobilize us in larger and larger groups. That's the key to kind of everything.
1: Because they said that the groups were kind of restricted to about 120, 150s is the most people or hominoids that could fit into a group because... They weren't able to share a story. Now, that doesn't make sense, right, until you read the book because I can tell you a story.
0: Why would that expand my reach on the communities? It's slightly different. So this is Mm. is actually referred to as the Dunbar number. And what it Mm. is is a number that is meant to quantify the number of social connections – any human being can have in their brain, um, and keep the relationship meaningful. So, in other words, know something about the person. And it turns out that that number is almost twenty-seven
1: thousand
0: four hundred and thirty-three. No, around. Damn it, that's my LinkedIn number. Close. So I don't know them that well. You are using LinkedIn wrong. <laughs> Just 100% not understanding how that product works. So what is the actual number? Around 150. 150, okay. And the way this – I can't remember the um, the scientist's first name, but his his last name is Dunbar. And the way he came about understanding that this number was some kind of limitation, and you can see it happening in nature, um, but also with uh, tribal – uh, human societies that are found in kind of the Amazon and, and so on, is generally when the tribe reaches a size of around 120, 150 max people, it will split off in another tribal form because the social structure starts to break down. Okay. So we have kind of a physical limitation in terms of how our brain um, helps us to work together as a tribe. But our storytelling ability has superseded that. And it's the reason we're able to um, – even even if we were fighting 150 Neanderthals that were twice as strong as each of us, we could mobilize 5,000 people around an idea.
1: Hence and things like religion. Right. Exactly. So you, you, you're yes. kind of giving someone to believe in it. And, and I remember one of the examples he gives, he says, you know, when you we always try to compare it back to monkeys, right? Mm. And uh, a monkey will um, – It'll see the opportunity to grab a banana and mm. it'll learn to communicate to say, hey, there's a there's a line mm. run and everyone will run. But in the sapiens, um, you'll be able to say, listen, there are a bunch of bananas mm. that are sitting in heaven mm. and it's unlimited amount of bananas. And it's incredible. So
2: don't steal the one you have in front of you now. Just
1: so don't steal the one in front of you. Wait, because you've got this amazing. And it's a big or story. share the one you have in front of you mm. with everybody else. Correct. So you're telling a story. But if you're a monkey, you're going to sit there and go, yeah, I'm not going to believe that. Yet as sapiens, we start to believe these stories, and these stories are so In depth and detailed Mm. That I think he even started talking about corporations
0: Well this is the thing If you really really are able to take a big step back And it's part of the reason I love this book Mm. so much Is it helps The book helps you see very clearly That almost all of human society is based on Fake structures now Mm. The things that we take for granted Like a corporation it's treated legally like Another human being but it doesn't exist In the real world If I ask you what is Toyota It's a car but it's a, a, car, but well, it's it's a, a combination brand. of the it's cars a, and the people and that logo and it's all of that stuff together, but is it something real actual, in and of itself? Yeah. The actual entity is no. nothing. It's a piece of paper. But it is to us because we've, we've associated we've associated that. And it, it goes from uh, corporations right through to everything. And the, the part that I loved most of all because we've been working on uh, you know mobile fintech products of late is the idea of money. Mm, I mean, because it's all made up, right? Here, here's <laughs> here's is. the bottom line: money has value because we all agree it does. Trust That's the trust, only reason. trust. Trust, trust, and that is the core of why we are so successful as a species, because we can give credence to these esoteric ideas that help us innovate and move forward as a as a team together. Just a side thought, then, on the financial side of it. I mean, Bitcoin at mm-hmm. the moment. I reckon that the hyper. This is just
2: me. The hyperinflated rate of growth of Bitcoin is due to sentiment. The fact that more humans are buying Bitcoin hmm. and are therefore and talking about how I bought line. Bitcoin. Have you got Bitcoin? Yep. Therefore, more people buy Bitcoin. And because yes. of that sentiment, everybody's buying it. That's why financial brokers don't trust it because it's all based on.
0: Ironically, that it's, is what everything is based yes. on. It's just a matter okay. of can you achieve critical <laughs> mass or not? If you achieve so critical mass. More than 150 mass. people start <laughs> well, buying and it works. works. No, you can buy one tribe. I think from a market point of view, critical mass is a different story. I mean, here we're talking in millions of people because you know market dynamics are now understood at at a global level. Okay, so it's very different in that context, I suppose. But once it reaches a certain sort of tipping point and it becomes real enough so that it's not going to go away, then it will stay. The risk that we sit with in the short term is. It is possible that it won't reach the tipping point And then it will yeah. pop like the it biggest just falls, bubble yeah, yeah, It just falls yeah. apart Which yeah. is what
2: I keep telling everybody with Bitcoin <laughs> Enjoy it while well, you've got it <laughs> Try not to have any knee-jerk reaction mm. <laughs> Look, I think whether Bitcoin itself Sorry, I didn't want to talk about Bitcoin the whole time But right. it was an interesting thing,
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah Whether it survives or not is is um, unknown yeah. to all of us But I think the principles upon which it's based The uh, the blockchain stuff yeah. it, It's absolutely the future Oh yeah,
2: oh, it's amazing question. Yeah, That's no, amazing, that DLT mm. stuff is, is great The... Um, has digital? We've probably got some some questions to follow a proper path rather than philosophizing all the time. But has digital not expanded the size of a tribe? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's happened to
0: us as individuals. Oh, it's if the communities, right? Because I mean, I've got more Any than one hundred and fifty friends on Facebook. I'd like to think I know most of them. So more than one hundred and fifty. This is so. the thing, you know. So part of the future of where humanity is going to go is this um, the idea of becoming a cyborg where you are using technology that is implanted in your body to augment your capabilities, the deep irony of it is, is we're all already cyborgs. Just because yeah, our cell phones yeah. aren't embedded in our bodies doesn't mean we're not using technology yeah, the whole time, right? to augment our brain's capability. Yeah. So, and that's exactly what you've just described. Yeah. Okay. You have more friends yeah. on, on your social networks than your brain can cope with. Yeah. But because it helps you remember. I've enhanced my brain with exactly, my device. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But we still analog according to Elon Musk because of our thumbs, Right.
0: Um, I don't know about the thumb story. I have
1: you, have you heard what he said? No. So he's going, you know, he's not too worried about the AI side of things. Oh, the speed of communication. Because right. of the speed of communication, right. right? Yes. Your input is all HD, but your output is analog. Yeah. So Until we've solved that problem, yeah. um, he, you know, the, the singularity point is still quite a way off. I mean, what I'd love to see is that we start setting up thumb speed gaming competitions. Let, let, let's take thumb wars. They did that. Vodacom did thumb wars exactly, a couple of years ago. But it wasn't about going as fast as you could. Try to turn your thumbs, thumbs into HD, right? <laughs> I don't but, know. I feel like the intellect is looking at me and going, "Geez, why am I on the show?"
2: But we've had. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Dude, come on, <laughs> come on!" I want to evolve say a already, bro. Right? Right? You're come still on. just going. <laughs> <laughs> But we had, we had Wayne Bishop on here a while back talking about the future of media. And, we, and there was yeah. one of the discussion points went into like how we're going to have nanobots injected into us that's going to know mm. things and interact with devices around us that'll tell us when we need to go get medicine because our temperature spiked and we're about to have a, a fever or something.
1: Mm. But I'll tell you what, I'd, you're have going to have to, that, I'd have to get to know each nanobot
0: buy <laughs> me, really me a drink first before I get an implant <laughs> exactly mm, you can't if you only have 150 nanobuses <laughs> it's not going to work yeah.
2: <laughs> your tribe's a bit flat right? yeah. <laughs> sorry no but I mean, we're going to have these things that will actually communicate
0: Digitally mm. In the future Let's I mean okay. I would say It's fact But it's a good philosophy Well this is uh, This stuff is based On the work of Reiko as well Yeah okay. So he's oh, made some Great predictions great, lately yeah. as well Right I mean So all he does really Is extrapolate The pace of technological change um, Assuming that the Exponential growth curves That we see Repeated over and over In every single Technology domain Are going to cons- uh, Consistently continue And he's extrapolating It out to the future And yeah. saying You know By X year, we will have computers that are so small that they're microscopic and they will be able to communicate wirelessly. And so why not inject them into your body? I mean, Good if point. you, if you think about the health benefits of that, knowing 20 minutes before you're going to have a heart attack, that you're going to have a heart attack and getting yourself to the hospital, who wouldn't want that? And then Waze
2: wakes up and says, Hey bro, you've got 20 minutes to get to the hospital. This is the route you should take.
0: Countdown yeah, is on. Exactly. Yeah. Are you in traffic? <laughs> <laughs> We've noticed that you aren't moving. Oh, it'll be like that uh Your Luisi thing on T V. Do you remember? Yes, where you've so got Scott, remember, Scott Scott chasing Scott, Scott. and then because it's on context- a helicopter
1: yeah. there, where, where,
0: where's the ladies? while you're trying to get to the hospital. Yeah, that blonde lady. Melanie Melanie should bring that show that back. Should bring like, Didn't she have it. a backpack with a big antenna that on there? Right? Amazing. <laughs> Pre
2: cell phone. So now it would just be a guy running around with a cell phone I guess. <laughs> Or nanobots. Or nanobots. Sure. the power of positive thought is getting me forward. <laughs> yes, but I mean, because it's contextually aware, in the future we're going to we're going to know that we're twenty minutes away from having a heart attack. Mm. We're going to be in the car on the way there, or the Uber will just arrive and it'll have a red light on. Well, it. the nanobots. And on the way there, we're getting given uh, insurance, life insurance, and funeral <gasps> cover. <gasps> on a, on a, a t- <laughs> the last minute of your life will actually not be
0: your life flashing before your eyes. It'll be well, I mean, a bunch of transactions. <laughs> Joking aside, this is part of the whole quantified self-movement, and we've already started the first steps of this. This is why people are publishing their Strava cycling route every time they go out on a bicycle. This is why people are monitoring what their sleep is like with their wearable watch or whatever. That we've yeah. already started this, yeah. So Do all it is, okay? is is the next yeah. two or three steps, and before you know it, you've got uh, really meaningful data coming back, saying you know whatever it is you ate half an hour ago, it's really messing with your system. You should probably avoid that in future, you know. And it wild. sounds like this really ridiculous, wild thing, but we're on the path already. This it's inevitable that we end up there. Now, have you ever had she to should. piss
2: out one of these nanobots, <laughs> that was a proper. Did you, that was a proper. <laughs> Yeah, but if you ever had to piss out one of these nanobots, I'm pretty sure that would be a whole new problem that medical medical science would well, have I don't to like. Think it's that big. It's not like you're going to give
0: birth to no. A bunch but these of are the nanobots. thoughts. I mean, I'm just I'm playing
2: dumb here. But like,
0: these are the thoughts of the layman. They're yeah, like, I have had kidney stones twice. Yeah, I fear nothing <laughs> from the nanobots. Bring it on. Bring it on. No, like, your way to my urethra. <laughs> so the blood, blood
1: is temporary. <laughs> the
0: way uh, the way Kurzweil talks about this stuff is that these bots will actually be the size of red blood cells. You're not mm-hmm. even going to notice. Awesome. Mm. That's quite scary. And how many would we need? Um, Don't say 150. Probably billions. Billions. They would be throughout your blood system. That's the thinking anyway. So
2: we've got, what, eight liters or eight pints of blood in our body. Are we going to like substitute one pint of that with potential nanobots, making us pretty much cyborg? I do not know. I think
0: we're getting into the weeds here. I don't know.
2: No, but I mean, let's let's explore the future. We don't need to get it right. That's the wonderful thing about studying the future. We can kind of take learnings and
0: things and make a few assumptions. But I mean, the the idea is that these things could physically (gasps) repair stuff. They could always live in your body, right? Yes. Make copies of themselves. And they don't sleep.
2: (gasps) Imagine if you could background process with the nanobots that are inside your body. So while you are sleeping, Mm -hmm. you are still actively thinking about things that will be delivered to you when you wake up. Hmm. You could write a document. Yeah. No. You just say, okay, endlessly. nanobots. You, this is the brief. Contextualise and extrapolate, and then in the morning you wake up and be like, yeah, that was pretty clever. I know kung fu. Well, the,
0: the, <clears throat> that, that's very interesting because torn now' torn up one- your bed though. <laughs> <laughs> your wife's probably <laughs> beaten. Your to wife's
2: missing awful. because the Uber arrived at two o'clock in the morning while after you slapped her in the
0: throat. <laughs> mm.
2: No, sorry, but that's anyway, okay. Soundtrack. Let's bring it back. <laughs>
0: To what? <laughs> Where were we? Um, well, we were in caves at one point. He was playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah we actually lost track of the sapiens. Uh, part no, that, actually, you know? let's so put it how- back to there.
1: I'd like to actually push that a little bit further on how um, – that story. Mm, so, mm. I, uh, do you guys know Justin Cohen? He came into the office the other day. He does a big show around story mm. and the psychology of the story and how it affects mm. different parts of your mind. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, I don't know if he's actually read *Sapien* because I, I mm. met him before. I read *The Sapiens*, and I found it fascinating that everyone's starting to realize a the power of the story. From a persuasion, i.e. sales mm, yep. Or from generating the culture Within an organisation And I mean, demanding attention due to relevance Wow, yes like, Because exactly you that. can
2: tell as many stories as you want But if the audience you're telling it to is like, I don't care They don't care
0: don't. You've, uh, the, key the, right with, the key with uh, Effective storytelling is engaging Emotionally This is why stories work because yeah. and, and why we remember them Yeah, Stories worth sharing I, think that, I, I love think,
2: stories though I love telling stories. But I think that's why TED, the TED Talks and stuff, all those kinds of things start to work so well. is because they're real people talking about real challenges that other people are are experiencing. So immediately you've Mm. hit on the – whether it be the heartstrings or the intellectual strings of the people listening. But there's a downside to this, right? There's a story. So think about the stories
1: like um, uh, fashion magazines. Mm -hmm. Those are stories that are – are also fake right because all the women in there are basically photoshopped and you've got a bunch of young girls who are watching all of this and and the women's psyche are being affected to the point where we're starting to see things like plastic surgery i mean is that not us artificially changing ourselves based on mm-hmm. stories and you, i mean i'd love to see how far artificial kind of surgery will take right because Maybe in the future you could pick what you want to look
0: like. Well, you—you you almost certainly will be able to do that. Um, you know, we face off the the, the mm-hmm. uh, foundations um, mm-hmm. for the technology that would be required to do that are already in place. Okay. So, what, on the face-off styled kind of thing. Well, uh, genetic uh, modification using the CRISPR. Uh, oh yes, CRISPR. Uh, what do you know about CRISPR? Um, so, uh, the short version of what CRISPR is is it's a um, a technology that was discovered um, in which proteins, a specific proce- protein called the Cas9 protein. Yeah. So you'll see whenever people <coughs> talk about CRISPR, um, the acronym is horrible. I can't mm. remember it. It's something redundant, interspersed. It's the worst acronym. But it even sounds ever. terrible, like you're going to CRISP yourself. So what it is is CRISPR is the technology <coughs> and Cas9 is the protein. What this okay. protein is good at is taking DNA, Isolating a very specific uh, Strand of DNA Cutting it out and and then Replacing it with another piece of DNA And the reason that this Protein exists in our bodies Naturally is it is a way For our bodies to identify Virus DNA And the way it's worked in the past is When your body is fought off a specific virus and it understands what the code in the DNA looks like, it injects this into your own body's DNA so that it can identify that virus when it comes in again and attack it in the right way. So send the right types of antibodies to take it out. So the, um, the interesting thing with what the CRISPR technology does is it gives us the ability to swap out pieces of DNA code at will. With extreme precision Like literally cutting With a bunch of scissors So the idea Of (coughs) having A designer baby Where you say This baby is going to be Six foot two Blue eyes Brown hair Muscular Fast twitch muscle fibers We know which um, parts of our DNA code actually cause those outcomes, you could manufacture a human being to become something beforehand.
1: Uh, th- there's, there's a sequence that I'm missing in the DNA kind of conversation with this, Crispy, is that we manipulate a DNA strand. Mm-hmm. Surely our entire bodies are made of billions and
0: billions and billions
1: of these DNA strands, right? Yes.
0: How does it replicate? Your cells are making copies of themselves all the time, so you have to look. I mean, this is why most of the technology that's being spoken about now is at the, the fetus level, yeah. because then if you if you modify the DNA with uh, a handful of cells, so dozens of cells instead of the, the trillions that make yeah. up our bodies, yeah. um, you can actually manipulate the outcome far more simply. But it okay. is possible to actually change the DNA inside your cells and have the future versions of those cells, the copies of those cells that are made, um, carry the new code. So then, stem cell research <clears throat> is that
1: kind of going to su- support the acceleration of of what CRISPR and the DNA stuffs doing? And like I know stem cell research does, goes a long way for autism, but they seem to take it out of one area and put it in another area. How much do you know about that? Are those two kind of tying together, or is this a completely different field of technology? It
0: is is a different field. I mean, they are linked in that – you know stem cells still carry your dna but what stem cells are that it's a specific type of uh, cell um, that a fetus is made up of so there's a very specific point um, in the development of a fetus where cells start changing from stem cells into other types of cells whether it's heart cells or muscle cells or eye cells
1: so that's the whole idea of growing things replacing things right Right. rather than Tweaking the DNA strand.
0: So the stem cell therapy is particularly interesting, and this has a huge impact on the future of sapiens yeah. um, and yeah. what we will be able to do as humans. Because with um, with stem cell research, now we've figured out how to take cells, so they could take a scraping of your skin mm. and then revert them back into stem cells. These are called pluripotent stem cells. So they can actually cause them to become stem cells, and then. Provoke them into becoming another type Of cell so they could take no, you're s- kidding me. No, this is So it really e- doesn't matter What type of you
1: can build a liver Just because you've got that exactly stem right. cell capability And in
0: fact they have done this <clears throat> oh, my God. So what they do is they make a biodegradable Scaffolding in the shape of a liver yeah. That take plurip- um, Skin cells off of a person Revert them back into stem cells Push them into becoming liver cells and then they grow it In a nutrient bath around the scaffolding And they grow you a new liver so this stuff has not been done in humans, but it has been done in uh, wow. lab animals as tests. And the science is there. So the the beautiful thing about this is you end up with a liver, or and recently they've done a human heart. They grew a human heart that they could start up and continue yeah. beating. Um, you could have a transplant of an organ that is you. There is no rejection, no rejection. of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it gets rid of all of that. <clears throat> the other thing that they're doing with stem cells that's absolutely fascinating is – uh, stem cells can be caused to regrow um, neural tissue, which is the big so, the alzheimer uh, 's problem right um, which is the, the, the that 's in the brain tissue. but i mean if you think about someone who has a spinal injury yeah. and ends up as oh, okay. a quadriplegic yeah, or a, yeah, repair it you can repair it um, it 's possible and then what they 've seen with um, uh, with tests done with lab rats and so on is um, the the nerve endings regrow, but the wiring is wrong. Um, so when a when a rat's trying to move its left foot, for example, its right thigh will kick up or whatever. Oh, okay, yeah. But what happens is the brain is extremely plastic. The word they use yeah, is plastic, yeah, which yeah. means it's um, it, it's able to reconstruct the way it processes information extremely effectively. So it takes the rat uh, days to start to learn how to walk again, and within a few weeks, it's walking. See, I mean, I've got
1: a theory around the the, the, the workings of the brain and quantum science, right? Oh, yeah? So, like, again, it's, it's, you know, that crazy way out, putting out good karma and all that kind of stuff. There's a whole lot of stuff that we really don't understand what's going on in our brain. Mm. And if we're able to <clears throat> rewire our brains, mm. and then I think about what we're doing with con- quantum computing, mm. those two worlds are very different worlds, but when you start mashing them together... Maybe the brain is actually a quantum computer.
0: There's a a, a field of science that's starting to explore these ideas mm. that um you know, there are quantum effects that happen at the cellular level that have a huge impact on how our um how our biology and how our world actually functions. But this is uh very much emergent uh, yeah, research, because, as far as I understand. I mean, you
1: know. who are we talking to? Uh, Brett Comal. I mean, he's been reading also another book. I can't remember what it was about. But essentially, what we know now as humanity is literally only a couple of percentage points of what's actually out there. And, and you think about what we actually know. So we started talking about CERN and <clears throat> the research that's been done there. And… Just from understanding how dark matter is formed, what that opens from a potential of, of a different field of research and knowledge yes. that we just have no idea about. Yes. So I've got a question, um, which has been kind of nagging at me as we start thinking about stem cells and we can start building them. And maybe we use CRISPR to start shaping our DNAs to get the right kind of stuff that we want. It feels like we could be a computer.
0: We effectively are. That's what DNA is. It's code. We are we are biological machines and the DNA is the code that tells the machine how to work. And our brains are storage. But
1: what made me think about it is it's the work that they're doing in actually storing uh, um, electronic storage in your DNA. So, so things it, like files and... It's a different thing. So, it, But, I mean, surely the two could mash up somewhere along the line. No, way, I mean, right?
0: the, 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 the way yeah. to understand it is that a strand of DNA is literally bio, biological code. It's 100% Jeez. biological code. Um, so the last time I was on, we briefly uh, sort of touched on this, the idea that... Um, DNA, which is that double helix shape. It looks yes. like a stepladder that's yeah. been twisted. Um, the base pairs are the two rungs of the ladder that meet in the middle. And there's only four types of molecules, um, that make up your entire DNA. And, and code is only two, two characters, yeah. so right? So, I mean, so you think about the, so human D- code is, is, is binary. Um, computer science stuff is binary. Okay. Um, the code of our DNA is, um, quadratic, I guess. I don't
1: uh, know. And if- quantum computing is, Threefold, right? Three different. There's a, a zero, a one, and a and something in between. And a, and a both. And a both, yes.
0: It's different. So it's not, so so DNA is still um, binary in nature because there's four states that it can be. The, the thing that makes quantum cu- computing so unique and interesting and so difficult to get your head mm. around is the state can be one or 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 the other or both simultaneously.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: That's where the mathematical weirdness comes in. And this is the stuff that happens at the quantum level which we don't really understand yet. But it has these effects which make it extremely difficult to kind of figure out how our um how our universe actually is held together. And but you know the interesting thing for me is I think it was a, a quote by uh, Isaac Newton talking about uh, – when somebody was talking about uh, the amazing achievements that he had, uh, had uncovered, he said that he was he did it only because he was able to stand on the shoulders of giants. And this is how science works, is you use discoveries to stand on top of in order to discover new stuff. Which, yeah. And again, I love that. I love it.
1: That's brilliant because I think of uh, Ray Kurzweil's law of acceleration. Mm-hmm. And he talks about software in the same way where he's like, well, use the latest tools, the best tools in the market to exactly. build even better <clears throat> tools. And a very profound statement. We're all like, wow, well, you're a legend. But actually… This is a concept that we 've been working on and, and as humanity forever for, for ages of right?
0: course it is I mean is that- y- you go back to the sapiens story that yeah. we 're talking about the the physiological difference between you and I and uh, a Homo sapiens from eighty thousand years ago is effectively zero we 're mm. the same mm-hmm. we haven 't changed. Eighty thousand years on the evolutionary scale is nothing at all that 's half the time we 've been on the planet, essentially. <clears throat> They say that we've been on the planet as Homo sapiens for about 200,000 years. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you think about that in the context yes. of uh, scientific advancement and the fact that we're able to uh, send people into space, man walking on the moon, and um, speak through these microphones which are connected via electrical signals that allow people on the other side of the and world to... ultimately reaching somebody through the uh, no, air.
1: No, it's Brett, all- we, we're not. This we're is, not. This, no one knows these microphones here. Yeah. Is this face? This is is futurology. My nanobots are making this We're just having a (laughs) normal...
0: And you made me wear this outfit for nothing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No one can see. At least he's not wearing a pink jersey. (laughs) Yeah. Justin could see (laughs) it. Twice, three times, four times. (laughs) A lady.
0: Maybe it's just a very comfortable jersey. It was. It it did look pretty good.
1: He looked even more comfortable in your top.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, Mm. Snug. Mm. Snug. And Sorry, we, we haven't okay. reached this clothes-swapping part of the show yet, obviously. No. no, no. Is that a thing? Can we do that? Well, shall uh, we
2: play the tunes? Question. <laughs> We're running out so of we time. All, So you have nanobots. Uh, time is just a thing. It's just an <laughs> essence, like a corporation or a, a tribe. <laughs> um, but say we have nanobots. Mm. I mean, I share apps with people. Mm-hmm. Maybe I have really intellectual nanobots or mm. like... Um, lance armstrong and it, take, over, taking taking his blood out. i'm really fascinated, fascinated with because, over nanobots right no it's it's this idea of being able to do something more than just communicate you can you can take out experiences from me let's say i mean who knows what these things yeah. can actually do in the future but take some of my blood you try we transfuse if it's safe enough mm-hmm. but you're more you're after my nanobots more than my blood mm. and then without me having to tell you the last 10 years of my life
0: you just know Wow, you wouldn't have to yeah. transfuse blood. I mean, the idea with um, which is high five. <laughs> high 5s really start to mean something. <laughs> no, Boom. you wouldn't. You wouldn't even have to. I mean, the first steps toward this is the Neural Lace com- or, or Neuralink company that uh, Elon Musk, Musk is working on. Yeah, yeah. Now this, the CEO of trying to get um, past
1: the analog analog output, right?
0: And the idea here is. From an information perspective, you want to know something about another person. At the moment, you've got this analog problem, which you described earlier. With I have thumb. to sit and talk you've to you. You've got a type, like, yeah. yes, I will see you at noon. Yeah. Send.
1: I will see you best at Poo. Uh, yes. Brett.
0: Damn, you autocorrect. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> no, you know. no more autocorrecting. If, no more autocorrect. Everything else is solved. Yes. So the idea with a neural lace, which is this uh, like a net, literally yes. a very fine net that sits over your brain and helps and underst- helps a computer on the outside understand the signals that are coming from your brain, and the two bits will start learning together so your brain will start understanding how to use the technology and the technology will start understanding how to understand your brain yeah um those two things will work in concert to uh, deliver information from your brain to the internet so the idea of a blood transfusion would be yeah. completely unnecessary because right? we would be doing it virtually You'd just be able to digitally. let me know what you want me to know and i would know it wow actually that's a Mind blo- But then we would help
2: me so much with my wife But then we wouldn't be doing podcasts Because all we do is be like I really mm. think I need to listen to the Futurology show And then all of a sudden we'd be served to the Futurology show with, the, all, with all of its inane nonsense That well, we sometimes I mean, prefer oh, It'll probably be filtered there
0: The stuff that, that I like I obsess over with this Is trying to figure out what the social and philosophical impacts of this is yeah, Because yeah. You know and it's very easy to drop into Borg jokes here, a single hive mind kind of thing. Yeah. But if people have the ability to communicate at the speed that their brain works, well, over the air, it is that it's telepathy. synthetic telepathy. And then telepathy. when you add three, four people into the mix, then how would that influence or impact our humanity? Mm-hmm. And these are, at least amazing- the telcos will
2: get a buy in in the industry again. You just know, good point.
0: Well, I'm just yeah. picturing
2: a whole lot of likes, like, like, like <laughs> thought. Like,
0: like, you guys should watch Black Mirror. Really, oh, no, I have. Uh, Wow, good. mind blowing! Yeah. Really, okay. <laughs> it Black Mirror. explores all of so the you, consequences of these kinds of ideas. Yes, that's great. It's pretty. So, the book we're talking about is the future uh, it's a TV of, series.
2: No, the book is Future of Sapiens,
0: and then no, Black so, Mirror is so Black Mirror is a TV series. Um, yes, it's each each episode is an individual kind of uh, sci-fi dystopian view of the future oh, and the wow. technology
1: that. We Where have. would social networks take? us for instance yes.
0: oh wow Just blows your brain away it's really amazing like yeah. mirror and then that book is called a brief history of human sapiens a brief history of humankind so that's cool so that's so- that's looking at how we got to here and then uh, the
1: homeo- uh, homo homo homo
0: that's his follow-up book which is what the next uh, thousand years or whatever is going to mm, look, look mm, like brilliant. for humanity yeah it's yeah. brilliant now
2: there was a discussion about ai being the and we're going to have a chat with uh, some guys from intellect about mm-hmm. ai and all that but there's this, disc- this- discussions around ai being the last thing that humans ever need to invent mm. um because from there on go for it you don't have to invent anymore mm. but now so that kind of separates us and that's where we started fun discussions around automation and ubi and what 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 is our role in the world mm. as as humans and it kind of lends lends itself to a lot of utopian discussion mm. like yeah we get a lot of time off mm. and uh should robots be taxed because mm. hell <laughs> the they've my job. They yeah, my job yeah they take my job and somebody needs to pay for ubi um but if you're gonna have nanobots so you're gonna have i'm getting stuck on nanobots i'm sorry guys but yeah, yeah, you're okay. gonna have nanobots it's okay no but you have nanobots you're never and you gonna AI. live it down no you're never gonna live it that's down
1: awesome from now on i'm always gonna ask you how are your
2: nanobots the smaller the better <laughs> <laughs> but it, it ai plus nanobots nanobots inside us with their own ai who controls the robots, or so the robots controlling the humans? So the singularity, but now we're talking yes. about the Skynet Let's go there. vibe. Let's go there.
0: Yeah, whichever way this plays out, um, whether it's nanobots that are working together and are in communication with external computing that helps enhance you, or um, we upload our consciousness into a robot of our own, um, which gives us the thing, whichever the way it comes to do out, more, right the, the, <clears throat> the point is that Whoa. these the the frameworks for the technologies that would enable that stuff are now here. So the that's, reason, that's kind of the scariest thing as well is that we we keep is. looking for the future but like it's it's now people. It is and now. The
1: future is now, right?
0: Yeah. So <clears throat> so so my, now is a perfect time to talk about this this concept of the singularity. Yes. So it's it's actually um a word that comes from uh astronomy um and it refers to Either the starting point of the universe Which started as a singularity Which is a mathematical point in space But it's also spoken about as being the heart of a, a black hole um, And the reason it got transported into um, sci-fi thinking By this author called Werner v- I don't know how you pronounce his surname actually you, yeah,
1: Try it, it's try it It'll v- be funny
0: Vinge Vinge V-I-N-G-E
1: Minge <laughs> no. Venger Venger
0: so I well, he came image. up with this idea of the, the technological yeah. singularity based on the idea that there's a certain radius when you get close to a black hole where all information stops coming out. So you can't see what's going to happen anymore. But it was actually erroneously done because that's the event horizon. It's Gravity, not, time, not the light, everything
1: just pulls all together. Yeah so, yeah.
0: so when when you reach the event horizon of a black hole, no more information can come out. So the gravitational pull is so strong that even light is pulled back. So the idea with the technological singularity is that whatever predictions we have now will reach a point where the the, the speed of acceleration of technology goes vertical. Yeah, because the, of that the exponential, exponential curve.
2: curve. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: And that's the point <coughs> at which the technological singularity is meant to happen. Well,
2: we we are no longer needed, really. We just kind
0: of coexist. It doesn't mean that. All it means is we cannot, with the tools we have at our disposal today, understand what will happen after that. But the, the scenario you yeah. painted now where AI building upon its own improvements um, and escalating that at a faster and faster pace – it, it will become that, and the so Ray Kurzweil's view of what the technological singularity is is a point in time where the pace of change around us is happening so rapidly that unaugmented humans, so us as we sit now, yeah. will not be able to understand what's going on around us because the change is happening that rapidly, and that's twenty forty five. The irony there,
2: say twenty forty five. I, I mean, you, you started exactly. talking about one hundred and fifty people tribes. Mm. Now, as an augmented human. With our phones right now, yeah, we'll know everybody. Well, about we could be part of multiple tribes. Mm. So I don't need to have one tribe, but I can be a part of a number of tribes. I can be. No. Let's just let's assume the 150 number for yeah. a while. So I can be in four tribes and be one of 450 people around me. Well, sorry, four 600 people around me. Assume then the same sort of thing happens in the future. These augmented people are just we're all into thing uh, each other we don't need to talk we're just walking yeah. around maybe enjoying life maybe mm. but you're going to get these
0: unaugmented humans and they'll be a tribe of their own so it's one of the theories about so, what so we go happen. backwards
1: actually yes well,
0: it's one of the theories that that may happen I mean you've seen um, eth- Ethereum
1: yes uh, the blockchain no, Elysium. Elysium Elysium the yes. movie Elysium yeah. Yeah. the yeah.
0: idea that we could effectively split humanity into two species mm-hmm. is actually quite thoroughly explored by a lot of different uh, scientists and uh, sci-fi authors mm. So it could happen Augmented humans will accelerate and improve uh, Exponentially And the unaugmented humans will not be able to And then eventually will become a separate species
1: Well what happens if you caught between? I quite like the idea of being really 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 wow. cool When
2: well, you also lose very, connection At 45% chilled. upload <laughs> Blue screen Hopefully yeah. Microsoft aren't doing the upload It's yeah. fine <laughs> That was Matt Damon in Edison. Yeah, that's what happens in between. Well, he was the in-between guy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, then I think I'm as cool as Matt. Then
2: you're always as cool as Matt. He has a picture of you on his wall. <laughs> yes, I'm man wall. <laughs> you're weird. <laughs> no, but Matt no, but yeah, but yeah, but no, but uh, that's. It's tough to comprehend.
0: It is, and I mean, this is the thing. It's my
2: brain's broken.
0: Yes. So for me. I mean, the way to kind of approach this and think about how to deal with this stuff going forward is just understand that as much as technology scares you, it is the path of humanity. This is the path we're on and you have to embrace it. You have to embrace new technology and understand the benefit of it and su- suppress the fears because.
1: But, but I see every single day uh, as South Africans, we are terrified of fear of change. You know, we just don't want to change. We fight it in every single way. But everybody does, yeah. Like, I mean, to embrace a change, like, you, us, and our listeners are probably a very small set of humans that are passionate about driving this trend and change Mm. and and being part of it, right? But we need to take everybody with us.
2: It's I a mean, there's it, a big psychological kind of impact. We can't talk about universal basic income if not everybody has universal basic technology. And I think that's part of the solution mm. we've got to look at, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, this, the fear of change is a basic... Um, instinct for human beings We're doing a lot of movie references this is, yeah, But awesome. does yeah.
1: sapien deal with this change factor Is it just It seems to me that it deals with it In the point of time and persuasion
0: I think Homo Deus does So the, okay. the book sapiens He actually tries to answer a single question mm. Which is if you look at all of human history Does, does Homo sapiens have a direction Is there a, th- a common theme throughout history mm. And he comes to a conclusion That there is Okay, um, got it. And so I, you don't
2: need to read the book then? You don't need know what the conclusion is because all we can do is speculate around that. <laughs> well, no, no, he's the next book. No, he's taking, oh, he's, yeah. T-
0: yeah, he's taking the past up till today and, and his hypothesis is that there is a clear direction. Um, so I don't know if I should tell you. I mean, I feel, I feel like I'm spoiling the book. But everyone no, no, I've no, told no, to don't... read it can't get through it. I don't know why.
1: What? No ways. <laughs> so, I, I, I can't put it. Brilliant. I've got the audiobook. I,
2: I Every time I'm by myself, I've got my headset on. Well, until yeah. I read it, you two are the most amazing humans I've met Mm. Today. So, <laughs> today, today, oh, oh, today. Right. But you must know how many amazing people he meets. <laughs> no, no it's, it's a shitload. I see him <laughs> yeah. a lot, so uh, yeah. he is amazing. But yeah, Look, no thanks, Brett. I mean, it's yeah. it really is quite quite crazy to to think further than the bounds of what we know yeah. now. I mean, to, to let our brains say, well, we know we can kind of get this way, but then to sort of like let it really go, like forget blue sky. We're like black hole singularity. Thinking. Yeah, we've gone past the blue sky here, right? And yes. The one thing that. Always gets me like, so we, we made a lot of movie references and mm. sci-fi versus mm. futurology. Mm. Like sci-fi is like, let's go wild. Let's mm. let's literally, no, we, don't need to be, we don't need to be credible. <laughs> we, don't, we, don't need to, we don't need to justify it to anybody. We can just go crazy. Let's just throw it out there. Futurology, however, needs to base itself in something that's actually happening. You know, th- yeah.
0: I, I don't necessarily agree with you. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you, the thing I absolutely love about sci-fi yeah. is as a genre, it is specifically based on foundations of understood science. So if you that's why they all some, come of true. It,
2: some of some of there's some crazy stuff out there that's
0: yeah. then it's fantasy. Exactly. And it switches Fly, into f- it's a new genre, it's flying a new genre. <laughs> yeah. So and look I mean you know so to me a movie series like Back to the Future is more fantasy than yeah. sci-fi because in in science time travel's still considered to yeah. be impossible,
2: yeah. right? So but, but it's been you, mathematically proven to be true. Possible at least. It's time, did you see that? There was a recent article mm. that came out that said mathematicians have proven that time, ta- time travel is mathematically
0: possible. I haven't seen that. I will share it. Cool. I'd be it, awesome. really keen, keen to read that. That, was a, that, was a, that sounds interesting.
2: I saw it and I was like, wow, that's well done, Facebook. You served me something worth reading. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I, I can only make it go back in time and I can get the rest of the stuff. So, that.
0: So the reason I haven't seen it is because I'm not on Facebook. That must be it.
2: Yeah. I'll oh, WeChat it to you. Awesome. <laughs> there we go. Then, you
0: can, then we can share it. Thanks, man.
2: No, but uh, it's, it is cool. And I think one of the things that gets me, though, is, is we always want to think about the dystopian or utopian view of the future from mm. where we are at. What happens when 150 tribes of 150 people rise up against technology?
0: Well, I, I think what, you know the, the story of history uh, shows basically that rising up against technology doesn't work. It's technology that's won war for thousands and thousands of years.
2: That's a nu- nuclear bomb. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how many spears or yeah. stones you throw.
0: Yes, exactly. Because you can't actually hit the cloud.
1: Mm. Word, word sure can hurt you. Yes. Because mm. it's a story. You see where I'm it's going with yeah, this? Yeah. This has stones.
0: been an amazing story. Stones. I've got it. Yeah, stones. you got it. Was that a 2001 reference? <laughs> 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 I'm trying to figure out what's going on here.
2: <laughs> hey, Dave.
0: <laughs> okay,
2: so... We're at the end of the hour, yeah, or close enough to it. Okay, but if it's relative, then maybe we're just starting.
0: As you
2: did that, I was
1: kind of thinking of three D printing and stem cells again. Mm. Are stem cells like the organic form of three D printing? Like a, you're fascinated about yeah. nanobots, Britt. I'm fascinated about the stem cell stuff.
0: Well, stem, is there a combination
1: stem- to accelerate stem cells? because
2: of 3D or clone print. them
0: no they're they're complementary technologies <clears throat> so you the the liver story we were speaking about yeah. earlier those um there are companies making 3D printers that will actually print things in cells but, but it it's the it's the the basis is still stem cells because um you want your body to be able to accept whatever the no.
1: So I'm not kind of fast-forwarding some of the things we spoke about actually in gamification, and that's virtual reality. But if, if you if you take virtual reality and you take sex, that means you can have all the sex you want in virtual reality and get your children
0: printed. Is it is it cheating then? <laughs> <laughs> kind of seems lazy. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> do you want do you want one last mind blowing yeah. idea? Yeah. Like this this will this will keep you awake tonight. No,
1: I don't. Don't. I need to sleep.
0: So. The story of virtual reality, we're on a path right now, and this is not my story, right? This is a, a story uh, called the, the uh, ancestor stimulation theory by Nick Bostrom, and yeah. uh, Elon Musk is a big fan of this. But the, the idea goes, would you agree that we are on a technology path where we will be able to recreate real experiences – to a greater and greater degree of fidelity going forward. So virtual reality, the next generation. More and more real. More and more real. And eventually at some point it becomes in the future. Synthetic reality. It becomes so real that you can't, you literally, your can't brain discern. can't tell the difference between what's real and what's not. Do you that's, think we'll get there? That's wild. Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger sure does. No, I'm not, this is uh, half the story. No, so do think, to, do you think we'll get there? Yes. I think given yes. the nature of yes. progress, yeah. even if it takes a thousand years, yeah. we'll so, get there.
1: Are we there now? Is yes. that your question? So,
0: Fuck. what are the odds that we are <laughs> that not happens already tomorrow. there? Yeah. No, what are the odds now. that we aren't already in a simulation? <sighs> Matrix. And it turns out the odds are billions to one. We're just batteries. Because a thousand years on the timescale of the universe is nothing. We just it's broke. No, that done. broke me.
1: I'm here. done. I'm done. No, you know why it broke me? Because when I was six, I remember lying on the grass, and I remember it used to freak me out. I'd the sky, and I'd go... I feel like I'm in a dream. What happens if I'm actually in a dream? Mm. And I felt like, you know, if we talk about that, it kind of makes, you know, one of these childhood memories that still sits there and I'm going, and I got so stressed about it, I thought, oh, my God, I'm stuck in a dream. I'm, I'm never in so wake the worst
0: up. part of this is when you start looking at some of the foundational principles of quantum mechanics, one of the weird, weird effects that happens is it seems that when we get to sub- subatomic particle levels, so this is leptons and muons and gluons and so on, the the bits that make protons make his shit up.
1: Yeah, I know, he's just Um, made a whole lot of
0: words. When it comes to the movements of those particles, there is um, evidence to suggest that some of those particles actually don't exist until we observe them. (gasps) Oh yeah, I read about that. So what this is it's exactly does how... does a bear shit
2: in the woods kind of idea. If a, if, a, if a tree falls down and no one's there to hear it, doesn't make yes, a noise. The, the, but if you think about
0: it, this is exactly how computer-generated VR worlds work. Yeah. Yes. You don't render everything. You only render what the viewer is looking at because it's computationally efficient. So, the Grunctonian
2: being that is actually surveilling all of humanity at this point, Another do you think word. he gets a glitch... On his screen when people are actually gathered like this and talking about the thing that is actually the thing. And shuts us down.
0: And it's like, oh shit, they're onto us. <laughs> <laughs> the, the best question I've had about this, I was chatting to a friend about this exact concept and then the question was, if that's the case, what's the win state for this game? <laughs> and it's like, no. wow.
2: Well, you know, I actually know what it is. Maybe it's like Far Cry where you just have a lot of space to keep running around indefinitely. Just, just, just randomly just, shoot things. Yeah.
1: No, but don't you hit escape and then you get a menu bar?
2: Oh, yeah. So
1: surely the escape is like a bang on the head.
2: <laughs> it's like a concussion, bang. I was about to say. Oh. Ah, great. And I can see my score. I can see what you guys Maybe are car doing. accidents aren't an accident. <gasps> Maybe big storms in Cape Town aren't an accident. <laughs> big storms in Cape and maybe Town. Maybe the Anyone's fact that Donald Trump and to... Jacob Zuma are presidents of countries is not an accident.
0: <laughs> it's They're just a, having it's fun. a script. Did you it's ever, a story. Yeah. Did you ever play uh, the Sims? It's yes. that. It's the kid who's playing the game. We're all in. It's like him dropping the the T Rex onto this the city to watch it stomp through. Yeah. <laughs> it took us fifty two minutes to get
2: completely surreal. But you know what? I think it's actually a good point to finish because next
1: week's show. Is about the future of gaming, yeah. And we've just finished the future of humanity. Sadly, realized that the purpose of life is just a we're just someone's game. game. We're just in a
2: game. Yeah. Oh. Boom, boom, boom.
1: Game over, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for oh. listening listening to us. I think it's been absolutely fabulous, Brett. You yes. have blown our minds. Thank you, Thanks, Brett. Brett. You are, you you are by
2: far you. the cleverest Brett in this room, definitely. Oh, that's very sweet of you guys.
1: And, and we're squaring ourselves here.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, we have to. Thanks for having me on the show. No, thank you very much. It's we look forward fun. to
2: having you again when Homer Deus is a thing we can discuss. Actually yes. we should do that, right?
0: I need to, I need to read that
2: book. I haven't yes, got me to have too.
1: There, too All right. Okay, uh, excellent. Okay. Till then. Till then, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please follow us on at Futurology Show. And till next week when life is not just a game, but we talk about gaming. Thank you.
0: This is CliffCentral.com. Cliff